1: Vince, defense baby. Some defense man defense baby i I, you, I had the exact opposite reaction watching the defense on film vince what were what were, did what like as you broke the game down what yeah. are some of the things that you felt you know from live versus breaking down
2: the film from the defense so did I'll you talk, have the
1: same reaction i did
2: i yeah overall yes um there were a couple things you know that i think they have to clean up i think um drew white at so, sometimes he's just dropping into an area as opposed mm-hmm. to getting to a guy um, he's better in man coverage he is absolutely because he like covered they that ran tight that, end they ran the that,
1: yes yes yeah. on that first drive he did a great job of that right there that, right up underneath that guy yes right
2: so i think he just needs to clean that up a little bit and and look i, I we've never said that he's a great guy in, in pass protection right but he just needs to clean up a few things you know um i i and see if anything else was negative that I could even really come up with. I think the 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 corners are still a little too handsy, which is why they weren't necessarily to... so. Yeah, cuz they're right there. They're 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 in position to make plays. You don't need that back arm. Mm-hmm. You cuz cuz you're going to get that called every time when you wrap that back arm around his waist. Every single time. They have to stop doing that. If they stop doing that, these guys are going to take off as mm-hmm. well. Be- at, because I was very impressed with their run defense um for the most part and I'm talking yeah, about had, the secondary they had, yeah they had um two mistakes in the second of the run game It was, uh, was Houston it. Griffith in space that one it was it he should have tackled him for a first uh short of the first down got juked you do you And remember then the other, on? one, the other the yeah. other one was Clarence Lewis not hit, getting the running back on that corner fire if in oh, okay. that okay, so we've talked about so what were the keys, right? They need to play a complete game and they need to eliminate the big plays, right? Mm-hmm. If that corner fire, look, that corner fire was called perfectly, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it was it, they they ran it right into where the guy was. I mean, he should have blown that flipping thing up. That was a great It play should have call. been a loss. It should have <laughs> been a loss of two. At most, it's a gain of three, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's right there. You got to make that play. Otherwise, yeah. it you know, it turns into a 30 or two yard gain because and the, next the play is 31, 31 yards and bam, they're in the end zone. Exactly. Right. I mean, that, yeah. if that play hits home for Notre Dame, there's no big plays in that game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's the bottom line. So they eliminated the 60-plusers, the okay? Mm-hmm. So, hey, credit, okay, credit due. So that was good. If they hit that one tackle, they eliminate really the big plays in the ground yeah, game too. they really And did. They, they absolutely com- had a complete game. They didn't let them yeah. score for the final 22 minutes of the game. Yeah, and and they weren't really. I mean, yeah, they were close. They were driving at the end there, but yeah, but they were kind of letting them drive a little bit. I think on a couple
1: of those, which but they got two picks. But I understand.
2: I understand. Right, I get it too. I mean, they but they they buckled down though, Vince.
1: They let them drive, but they buckled down and finished off those drives with interceptions. That's 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 the key. If you're going to play that off coverage stuff, then you better be able to make plays out of it. And that's exactly what they did. The second level was able to force mistakes that the third level was able to make plays on. And it was the first time it was a linebacker making a play for a safety. The second time it was a cornerback that was lined up close. So he was kind of technically on the second level, made the pass break up that the safety right. played. So right. uh, I if I were to if I were to be critical, the timing of the blitzes against Talit Purdue was not good. Okay. From the linebacker level. They were really late. At times, and the other times they were way too fast, and Purdue could see it and check away from it, or or get to a hot route away from it. I thought when Notre Dame had troubles defensively, and they weren't often, it was when they got caught in a blitz, and, and there was no.
2: It, a lot of times it was Purdue a linebacker knew it was blitz coming, and yeah. there was it was just the open season well, they, behind them
1: because you know what Purdue was doing; they were doing this, yeah, and they were outrunning guys. It's just that Notre Dame and then, but see, here's the thing I like though Notre Dame adjusted quickly out of that because if you look at this, Notre Dame really shut down Purdue and had five tackles for loss. That's it. Five tackles for loss is all they had in this game. But they had a ton of right at the line plays that I thought were good because he backed off a little bit some of those pressures in the second half. I felt, you know, they were still bringing linebackers, but they weren't doing as much of that, you know, that double inside stuff. They were saying, hey, look, let's cover these guys and they ate them up. And then, in the fourth quarter like or late third quarter early fourth quarter he just turned the D-line loose and said go get him. yeah and they did right so I, I i was even more encouraged by the in-game adjustments from Marcus Freeman than i even was yesterday and i liked them yesterday vince I, what were what were your what were your, what was your <laughs> what was your takeaway from from watching it in that regard from yesterday cuz i thought the game plan was great they had a, they yeah. had a David Bell plan they were going to – they're like, you're not going to screen us They today. shut him down. I, I mean, will say one thing that I made a mistake on watching the film, and I'll get back to the question I asked you. I thought Justin Adamiola read that that throwback. He didn't. He was actually chasing the tight end across the field and saw it. <laughs>
2: and found So it, I thought yeah. he
1: sniffed it out. So he didn't – not that he did anything wrong because he was right. coming from – I thought he was to that side. He gotcha. wasn't to that side. He was on the other side, and he, he was chasing the tight end in coverage. And he saw the throwback and then went to it. So it was still a great play. It's just how I described it happening, I was wrong on that. It was actually coming from another side. Uh, but but anyway, to, to the question, Vince, is yeah, like, so- I love the screen game plan. I loved the David Bell game plan in game adjustments. I loved what say you?
2: Well, here here's my <clears throat> excuse me, here's my
1: thoughts. See, it's not just it's not just me. <laughs> I know, right? All of a sudden I had a problem with At least I didn't mine wasn't. I you know, I just kind of stuttered all of myself. <laughs> I didn't sound like I was going through puberty again. Oh wow. I Let's do have that P- problem sometimes. I've had that Brady. happen to me on the uh, on the radio show a couple of times. Like I
2: really think Jack <laughs> Cohn uh, uh, missed that throw. So uh, <laughs> oh that's great. Anyway, well, what I like from a scheme standpoint from Notre Dame, overall that we've seen in, in three games. Teams are not going to be able to screen against Notre Dame. Uh, they, they, they rally to the football so well when They're it comes fast. to screens. They're so fast. They're fast. They get to the outside. They get sideline to sideline so fast that uh, teams aren't going to be able to do a whole lot of screen game against Notre Dame unless they find them out of position or whatever. Uh, I guess I I can't say never, right, because th- somebody will hit one and then I'll get you know nailed for it. But Notre Dame just rallies to the football on the perimeter which I think is excellent. And they rallied to the football period. That that's one thing that I really like about this team in general is that mm-hmm. one when one guy doesn't necessarily make the play, but if he brings it back inside, he's met by three or four other gold helmets. I mean, there there's always multiple guys there to make plays, which I really like. I also liked in this game and you kind of mentioned it yesterday, but the bringing of Kyle Hamilton more into the box and down to the line. This is what we talked about in the summertime when we talked about the need for Houston Griffith and whoever the other safety is, they, they have to do their thing so that Kyle Hamilton can do his thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think yesterday was a prime example of that because mm-hmm. I thought Houston Griffith played well, back playing center field. I'd say he overall. made a couple more mistakes than I th- coming
1: downhill, but that point you just made, though, is they were asking Houston to kind of do what Kyle had done. Correct. And I think he did a pretty good job taking that stuff away in the middle of the field.
2: And I thought when DJ Brown got in, I thought he played pretty well really too. Well. So, so and again, Vince, what I want to stress this: we're not talking about the interception. No, not at all. He was just kind of, in the, I mean, he was in the right place.
1: He was where he's supposed to be, right? But he didn't right. make the play on that. Cam right. Hart did exactly. We're talking about all the other plays. D, this was the most active and confident I've ever seen DJ play. Thank you yeah. for that super chat, Kevin. But yeah, and look. I thought Houston probably of the three games outside of the one pass play against Florida State, I thought Houston played pretty well the first two games. I didn't think Houston played quite as well against Purdue. But then DJ picks him up. Kyle yeah. picks them up. That's what you got to like because they're going to need that. And and they've really been a two-safety team the first two weeks because when DJ played against Florida State, it was bad. bad, It was really bad. But look at them rallying back and, get, and, and you know what I mean, and say, hey, look, I made mistakes. And, and Purdue was a team that stresses the safeties a lot. The way that they play, you got to you got to really be good at safety against Purdue. And they were. Yeah. And Kyle was brilliant. And DJ played really well. Vince, And he really did.
2: Yeah. And we we talked about the fact that Notre Dame needs a third safety and and DJ Brown is stepping up at this point in this game. Yes. Yeah. At this point, he has stepped up. Hopefully he can continue that moving forward because the way they want to do things, they need three. They need three, and so and I mean they'd like to have four, yeah. but they need <laughs> they need three. So uh, I was very happy to see number two do his thing. Uh, it was it was a good sign. It was a good sign of things to come. Hopefully, college football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Notre Dame tickets anymore, because Tick Pick, that's TickPick, that's T I C K P I C K, is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all college football tickets. TickPick got rid of all of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee you the best prices on all college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Notre Dame travels to Chicago to face Wisconsin at Soldier Field this coming Saturday in a top 20 matchup. This should be one heck of a ball game, and we're going to see who Notre Dame really is. If you're looking for tickets to that game, make sure you check out TickPick.com because they've got you covered. Just visit tickpick.com slash Irish today and use the promo code Irish to save ten dollars on your first order of Notre Dame tickets.
1: We talked about the Rovers had a really productive game yesterday, but we we were gonna go back and watch them some more Vince. I I got a chance to watch them. Did you did you watch them? What did you think of the play of the Rovers from I Saturday? I
2: still really like the fact um, that. Isaiah Pryor. They're they're putting him in his wheelhouse, and he is excelling in his wheelhouse. There were a couple times where he overran some stuff uh, because he is so aggressive, but they're allowing him to be him, and and Mm -hmm. it's really working out well for for Notre Dame right now. Mm -hmm. I thought also this was
1: Jack Jack Kaiser's best game of the year as well. Okay. I thought Jack was really good yesterday. He was inserting really aggressively. He had that great inside out on the tight end, on the tip. You know, I don't think he technically got t- a credit with a tip because I don't think he actually touched the ball. But what he did was he had his hand right in that throwing window, Vince. And and the tight end just couldn't see the ball, and it just went right through his hands, and Kyle picked it. If Jack's not there, I, that, that might have been a touchdown. If Jack doesn't get his hands up or if Jack's just a half second late getting on that tight end, I, it, that could have been a touchdown. So I thought I thought this was also Jack Smith. I thought the two of them together, Vince, yeah. I thought they played well the few times I saw it. They were obviously productive. When I watched the film, I really liked what they did with the Rovers in this game. J.D. Bertram played better than I thought he did. He had three big mistakes in this game, but he overcame a lot of them. And some of the stuff that, he, that I liked from him too. One of the issues that you and I had with the linebackers in the first game, somewhat in the second game, was the linebackers just weren't getting underneath routes. You saw that still a couple times from Drew yesterday, but I thought J.D. was much better. There was one particular play, Vince, where he was kind of out of the box. It was one of those players that kind of had the the rover tighter, and J.D. was outside, and he saw that it was a play action, and he hiked turned, and, he, hiked it, and he, he found the drag and got up underneath the drag, which is where they wanted to go. They yeah. were looking for that dr- deep drag route, and J.D. just got up underneath it, and there was no – and when Kyle Hamilton's behind and J.D. Bertrand's underneath, it's like, nope, I'm not throwing that one. So I thought I thought the play the linebackers were as a group, sure. Mike Rover, Will as a group, this was their best game in my opinion. Well, there was nobody uh, as good. Let me say, there's nobody as good as what JD was last week.
2: But as a unit, I thought this was their best game. Well, another thing that I liked was the scheme. They they did a good job of masking a lot of their coverages. They were kind of putting some guys at some different levels. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the field, and then they would bring them, or they would drop them, or they would move them outside. You know, that's Marcus Freeman. I mean, he 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 did a really good job of you know making the offense see ghosts uh, to steal an NFL term. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I I was really impressed with that because there were times when you know he would have you know the the rover in the middle, and I and I want to say that Bo Bauer was was de- uh, like twelve yards deep, and then they would reverse it, and then they would you know. He was, and there we was saw everywhere. more.
1: We saw more times where where Drew was like, like he was like super antsy. Like I thought he was coming, and at the snap he took off. Whereas right. before, when they would smoke, you could see that he was giving away that hey, I'm not really coming. Like you could see him like stepping, but then he kind of like had but his like outside shoulders. Yes, yeah. like yesterday, there's one time where Drew was like, <clears throat> okay, I'm about to crush this quarterback, and then the snap he just turns on and hightails and gets up underneath the route. So I thought we saw some some adjustments there where it was mm-hmm. it was more masked. I also thought, Vince, that we saw more zone yesterday. That's what I thought. Now oh, yeah, there's no a couple question. zone. Like I think, like I think Clarence, there was some on that first third down conversion. This is another thing. We talk about adjustments. They converted three of their first four third down opportunities Purdue did. They went one of 12 the rest of the game on third down three of their first four went one of 12 the rest of the game yeah. that's it uh that, that's that's called making adjustments but they gave up an easy slant route on that first drive somebody had to have made a mistake there dj just bails the snap gives up the slant it's like he must have thought somebody was coming up underneath that. And yeah. I don't know,
2: maybe they're maybe, talking about
1: that first, third
2: down, yes. Uh, they just ran a quick, three. easy
1: slant route. It was
2: like about as easy as you right, can get. And it's like Cam was off. He was playing off coverage, and it was like it was Clarence. Because that's nothing. Did okay. you notice
1: they had Clarence they in, the, flipped in the boundary last week that Cam <clears> to they the field? Them. Yeah. Uh I kind of like that because uh, I wouldn't have thought I would have liked it, but it allowed Cam to be around the ball a lot more.
2: You can't yeah. avoid it when he's to the field, right? Because teams want to go to the field for right. obvious reasons. I mean, but yeah, it was God, Cam. Cam is getting better and better every game. I, I really do feel that way, and it's not just because I like Cam in the preseason. Yeah. I, I just he's think, still got a lot to clean up, oh, which, he,
1: which he does. The point, the point is when he's making as many plays as he's made, and I hope he's healthy this Saturday. But he right, he was really the best thing is a young kid like him they're going to make mistakes and, sure. and he's generally young yes he's a junior but he's been playing receiver or corner for two years and he's never really played meaningful football until this until season. this year yeah and that was one thing where brian kelly was pointing out youth that that i thought was a legitimate a legitimate thing but i thought i thought like you said he 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 really made some big plays he got beat for a touchdown didn't let it affect him came out that next series and played well but other than a couple miscommunications, it looked like maybe somebody thought somebody was helping out on an underneath thing. I thought the, I thought the use of the zone in this game was was smart because it, it threw Purdue's timing off. Because what do we say? Purdue likes to run a lot of crossers, a lot of you know stuff where if you're playing a lot of man, they're going to beat you. And the couple times that they were able to catch Notre Dame and, and man blitzes early in the game, that's where they had some of their success. Right. Yep, and so Marcus Freeman wasn't stubborn. We're just gonna keep doing what we do. He no, he mixed stuff up and and said, "Hey, we're not gonna play into their hands. We're gonna we're gonna throw some things off and throw off their timing." And they absolutely did that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was about as impressive of a performance as you could make when you consider where this defense came from in two weeks. I mean, against Florida State, it's like, oh my gosh, like this defense is in trouble. And then they couldn't finish last week. They gave up what eighteen points in a. The third, fourth quarter, yeah, and then you come. No, it's thirteen. They gave up eighteen in the opener.
0: You have 13 yeah, 31 points total. Last week. I mean, right. And then
1: this week you come out, and like you said, pointed out, Vince. They didn't, they didn't give up a point in the final twenty-two minutes of a game where it, Purdue needed to score. Yeah, you know, because it was a. It wasn't like they were blowing them out, and then they could just pin their ears back and go get them. It was a competitive game. Notre Dame didn't really put that game away till the you know make it a two touchdown lead till the fourth quarter. So I thought
2: that was impressive as well. It was good. I look, I I think the defense is still trending in the right direction. They have gotten better every single game, mm-hmm. you know, first to second to third, they've gotten better. They've done what we've kind of called them to do with our keys and with our, you know, what we're looking for and things like that. Now, there's still some things that they could clean up for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm already thinking about my keys to the game for next week. Um, but they have gotten better every game and that's all you can ask for. And, and this defense being as good as it is now and as good as I think it will be by mid season can only help the offense that that's the way I look at it right now. I mean, they're going to have to pick up the offense at times. Mm -hmm. And when, when this offense isn't scoring a bunch of points, which it has the capability of still doing still, even now the defense is going to be there to pick them up. And, you know, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, if the defense can stay and they can keep that score down, this team can still be good. You know, that, that's what that that's where I feel about the defense right now.
1: So one of the things we like to do as part of this upon further review is give a take that maybe changed or maybe uh, – obviously we've talked about, hey, some of these things I'm even more certain of. Here's why. But also sure. things that, that maybe our opinions change. And, and I came out of yesterday's game feeling good about the defense, but I was like, you know, but they allowed a lot of completions. Right, and you look at the stats. Purdue still completed sixty six point seven percent of their passes, and I'm like, you know that that's something I like to see change. But then I, as I broke the game down and started, kind of started charting plays and, and and looked at the different stats and stuff, they complete eleven passes. So in the for the game, they completed thirty six passes for the game. Eleven of them were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Hmm. You're not defending that. It's rally to the ball, and and I and thought they that do was, extremely well. Right. And on those, the, uh, excuse me, 12 of their passes were behind the line, or thir- 13 of their passes were behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, they completed 11 is what I meant to say. Of those 11 they completed, they had 47 yards. So, you know, you talk about how those passes are an extension of the opposition run game. That means on the eleven completions they averaged less than little over four yards per play. That's good, mm-hmm. and if you it, per per completion. But if you look at it, you know per attempt they had two incompletions. It takes it down even more, because you know, then it's forty seven yards on thirteen attempts, which is and I'm not doing this in my head. I'm just going to use calculator. Three point <laughs> six yards per play. <laughs> it would have been impressive though, right? Three point six yeah. yards per play. That's you say. Okay, it's an extension of your run game. Well, you shut that down. And, and I think that was impressive. They had 13, oh, 23 more completions were less than 10 or yards less. They had a grand total of three completions that were beyond 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. And you're in playing right into Notre Dame's hands when you right. do that, in my opinion. Right. So I uh, – and and technically, well, I would – that was pro football focus numbers. I think that's a bad number because they count the two-yard touchdown pass as one because it was a fade and he caught it in the back of the end zone. I think that's stupid.
0: Yeah, It was really only
1: two. Yeah. Like regulation. It was the bomb that David Bell was one Right. And then there was one other That was play. pass
2: interference on that they declined. <laughs> that's the one you're referring to uh he was falling backwards and he caught yes
1: yes yes it came right after that long run yes right uh and then another one was they had a gain of 27 yards and it was i think early was it early in the third quarter they just caught it over the middle um they beat notre dame in a blitz and and caught one but other than that that's it everything was short and it was kind of like notre dame was saying hey you want to do that we're going to use our speed and you're not going to get any yards after the catch we're gonna we're gonna completely shut you down, and so I thought for me, Vince, that was something also that I thought was uh, an impressive part of this is they they this was an example of Marcus Freeman saying we're gonna take advantage of of our speed mm-hmm. and just say you're not you're you're just we're just gonna pursue and we're gonna you know because what happened a lot yesterday was they were they were completing these plays for six seven yards these little passes. And then Notre Dame was stopping them on second and short, third and short, and fourth and short. Right, right.
0: Well, like, what, and
1: four plays of third and two or less, or fourth, third or fourth down two or less that Notre Dame stopped
2: on Saturday. And they tried to do, uh, you know, not a reverse, but like a, a stretch. They tried to do all these different things to try to get outside, and that's just that's not going to work against Notre Dame.
1: That was the other one. So I thought it was a – I said last night, this is why we like to do the opponent or re, re further review. I said it was a corner. Remember that fourth and one stretch play? It was mm-hmm. Bo Bauer kind of forced it. And then I said a corner yeah. came up. was not a corner. It was Isaiah Pryor. Okay. It was Isaiah okay. Pryor. He came up, took on two dudes. He right. took two guys on. And I thought that same thing. that if, stretch. and if if that second guy
2: up. peels off and, yep. and, and, and gets to Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, that's a yep. first down. That might absolutely. be a touchdown. Yeah, if absolutely. that guy gets
1: a body on Kyle Hamilton, that Kyle Hamilton was it. Yep. I mean, Myron did his job, Bo did his job, and Isaiah did his job really well. He took out two dudes, and that let just let Kyle just it did two things. Number one, it kept Kyle free, but number two, it forced them. If on fourth and one, you got to keep running laterally. That plays right into a defense like Notre Dame's hands.
2: Exactly. Because they're too fast, you're they're, yep. you're
1: not. Once you once you have to bounce on fourth and one, you're done. As mm-hmm. long as your support player doesn't get beat. And on that play was Isaiah Pryor. And not only did he not get beat, he took on two blockers. Yeah. Right? Yep. So yep, I wanted to sure give did. him credit where credit was due. I said it was a corner. It was the position of where a corner should have been. It was not a corner. It was Isaiah Pryor.
2: Well, and I want to add one thing to your stats that you were you were talking about with the short passes and everything. And I think, you know, when you said Marcus Freeman is going to take advantage of the athleticism of the guys and, and you know all that, I think it was, hey – I'm going to let my front guys just go to town, and it's going to force them to throw short, right? Because yeah. they're not going to have enough time to sit back there and chuck it deep or or yeah. go through progression. And they
1: couldn't run either. Yeah, I mean, every time they tried to ball. run on third or fourth and short, um, yeah. Myron blew it up, or you know the, the previous play. But you know they had that success on the early third down or that where JD just overran a play and let the guy come ra- cut right back in from him. But then they tried to beat JD out in the perimeter two more times on those plays, and he blew both of them up. So, again, hey, you beat fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? So, J.D. Absolutely. wasn't going to be that guy. They got him once, and they tried it again, and he blew it up, tried it again, blew it up, and they stopped trying it again. Right. <laughs> so, um, really impressed by the play of the defense. It was a combination of of great scheme, in my opinion, coming in. They had a great game plan. I thought it was a, a, a game of where they made a lot of in-game adjustments. What's working? What's not working? What are they trying to do to us? I thought that was really good. And then, of course, the players playing hard. And we told you, if you were at the tailgate on Saturday, we told you all that we were expecting to see the defense play really well because we were told this is one of the things that, that we kind of – I wanted to share with people the tailgate, sort of a little mini reward for being there is the <laughs> defense The of players – were real pissed off about some of the things being written about Marcus Freeman last week and about the defense last week. And they had a little chip on their shoulder. Kyle Hamilton confirmed that after the game. Did you hear that comment, Vince? He was uh-huh. like, you know, he, he, they, they heard the noise, right. And they used it to motive, motivate them to go play better. So um, now I hope that they take the fact that they're six and six to six and a half point underdogs of friggin Wisconsin as a personal insight insult that they try to go uh, get fired up about, but. You know, Vince, those are kind of my takeaways from the game. Um, Christopher Haran, thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate that very, very much. But Vince, any other any other thoughts? Any other
2: takeaways from from this before we uh, we wrap this thing up? No, I think we pretty much hit it. I mean, it was it was pretty much what I expected, outside of a couple little things here and there, and 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 some some good and some bad, et cetera. Um, look, again, moving forward, this team can still score. To just have to hit it, and they're going to have to take advantage of those opportunities. And I think the defense is going to keep Notre Dame in every single one of these games. It's just going to be up to the offense to put some points on the board. They have the ability to do it, um, but I love what I'm seeing from the defense. Defense is going to keep them in every game. I, I firmly believe that. I do. Yeah. So, so,
1: So defensively, to wrap up, even more pleased with what we saw,
2: Oh yeah, we did did live? Oh yeah,
1: offensively for me, I think me more so than Vince. Yeah, I was, with that too. I was, I was less. I was even more unhappy with the offense after watching the film. I think more so even than Vince was. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, it was, it was. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a concerned. I'm concerned. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so. uh <laughs> We did have this comment, John's. We're not we're not d- doing like qu- too many questions tonight, but he said I'm disappointed that Brian Driscoll was spot on with regards to Kane Madden being vastly overrated. He said, I was really hoping Kane just stole Brian's magic spoon cereal sponsorship. So he thought <laughs> that I just had a personal uh, I, I keep trying to tell and, and uh, he's kind of you know he's being funny, he, he, but right I keep trying to tell people because I think there's little truth to that. it's never personal. I I I may be wrong. But if I'm I'm wrong, it's because I gave my honest evaluation and I just was wrong. And I wanted to be wrong about this one too. It's never personal. It's it's not. So uh, hopefully people understand that. And and I hope that I hope that Kane. See, let's let's say something too. Kane still is in game three uh, at Notre Dame. True. Right. There's still there's he. I don't even though he's a six year senior. I don't think that necessarily means he is who he is. I'm hopeful that he still has time to prove me wrong uh i'm just not optimistic about it because because what we're seeing is exactly what the concerns that we had were he's just not athletic enough to play at this level against top teams
2: right and i think that's really the the issue we got one me. final uh super chat here from patrick barnes thank you sir he says that it, is it just me or is the cor- the cornerbacks are playing far better than i expected them to be playing the, at this point in the year i was high on cam hart I, but I think he's playing more physical even than I had anticipated to be perfectly. Honest. I would say
1: he's playing more confidently
2: than I thought he would. Okay. That's season. one way to put it. Yeah. Which okay. leads to the physical. I mean, because yeah. if you're not, if you're not confident, you're
1: not going to play physical.
2: Yeah. He, well, he said on his, uh, on, on their inside the garage podcast, he actually said, he goes, you know what, My first start at Notre Dame stadium, you know, was obviously against Toledo and he goes, they ran, you know, a play to my side and he goes, and I got to lay a lick on somebody. He goes after that, it was just playing ball. Like he's you know,
1: I've heard that from so many players I, over the years. It's like the first yeah. time you get hit, you know, it's like it, yeah, you're not worried about like you know, you, you're like, Oh my gosh, the crowd and all this, yeah. and it's another name stadium. And then the first time you hit somebody in the mouth or they hit you in the mouth, it's like, okay, I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. It's time to go play. Yeah, but I you know, there's some people, Patrick, that think the cornerbacks still aren't playing very well. Uh, I don't think they're playing great, I think they're playing good. Uh Kind of about where I thought they'd be right now. You know, we thought the corners would be better than anticipated, but I still don't think they're where they need to be yet or where they're capable of being. But I think they're slowly trending in the right direction is the positive for me, Vince. Is, for sure. You know, I still just want to see them get rid of that grabby stuff. You know, they've, right. had, they've had three personal uh, pass interference penalties, two in the end zone by Clarence Lewis on plays where you're in great position, right? And in both times it would have, you know, the one on saturday it was third down it would have forced a field goal and you know instead you get grabby and now all of a sudden a, a 17 to 6 game turns into 17 to 13 instead of 17 to 9 right you know and and you were where you needed to be trust yourself trust your coaching trust your technique and make the play and those are the things that you want to see cuz again he was there he just he just wrapped his arm around it. there's just right. no need for that you know right and and so, but but I think overall, I think they're playing good football, Vance. I still, I, I, you tell me if
2: you disagree. I still think they're bet capable of
1: being even better.
2: Oh, there's no question. There's no yeah. question. I mean, it's somebody in the chat someplace said, you know, conservatively they left 21 points on the board. Oh, completely yes. agree with that. Completely yeah. agree with that. Even with the way that they played, they left 21 points on the board. Yeah, you're talking about the offense, right? The offense. Yeah. Yeah. Even with all the things that we said that were poor. They left 21 points on the board. Yeah. Like
1: so here's a stat for you that Vince that, that is concerning me that has to get adjusted quickly. Notre Dame this season has had 41 series of non half ending game ending play. Okay. So half ending and game ending means not the se- I count the series against Florida State cuz they had time to get into scoring range and they had some mistakes. I'm not counting if you take a knee. I'm not counting the end of the end of the series like the end of the half against the second end of the half against Toledo last week I count right. the first one but not the second one right so 41 series of just normal football somewhat normalist football 23 of those series have gotten into opponent territory that's not great it's good it needs to be better but of those 23 only nine have ended in touchdowns mmm Five have ended in made field goals. So 14 of your 23 drives that when you've got past, uh, when, so 23 times you've gotten into opponent territory so far this season, and on nine of them, you got nothing. you have not gotten a point. Two of them have been missed field goals, but you've had turnovers on downs. You've had an interception. You had a fumble. You, you need to be scoring on a higher rate than that, and you definitely need to be scoring touchdowns at a higher rate than that. And and that's the thing. is like, what, four of the first five, I believe, series against Florida State, you got into opposing territory and had one touchdown. We saw that again yesterday, you know, where against Purdue they had – or against Toledo they had 13 series, seven went past midfield, and they only got three touchdowns. Yesterday they had 13 series, only five got past midfield, which was concerning. And only one of those ended in a touchdown. And part of it is because you had the, you know, the series in which I believe they punted on the series in which Braden Lindsay dropped that 39
2: yard. They did. They touchdown. did because that's the one that Kyle Hamilton downed at the one yard line,
1: which I thought was at the time, my gut was, man, I would like to see them go for it here. But I, I thought that was a smart move by Brian Kelly because your defense is playing at a high level. Sure. Right. He trusts his defense. Yes. And and that's that's right where you want Jay Bramlett to be. To, and, and, and it worked out. They pinned him at the one-yard line. Purdue got a first down, but they still had to punt. Kyron Williams returns it to midfield. Next play, he runs for 51-yard touchdown. At that point, the game, you're up by a touchdown. Your defense is really starting to take control of the game. Like they were starting to really take over the game at that point in time. Trust your defense to win it for you. And yeah. they did. And then the offense rewarded them. That was the That was the most complimentary. That's that. I'll say this, Vince. That series of plays that kind of came late in the game is my hope that we're going to see this unit put it, this team put it together. Because it was late in the game, you had the offense makes a big mistake. It's like here we go again. Right. Special team steps up with a great, a great punt and cover. Everything about that was was beautiful. Great punt was a Kyle Hamilton that, that fielded it. Was that the mm-hmm. one he
2: fielded it? Yeah. And there was another guy there too. could have been. There was like else. two or three guys all yeah. right there. I mean, it was because Bramble did a great job of holding on to the ball for a while yep. and waiting for his guys to get down yep. there. That way they could be there when it bounced. Yep. Yeah. It was Defense great. Defense
1: gives up a first down, but still forces a somewhat early field goal. Special teams responds again with a with a return by uh by Kyron Williams. And then the offense does what? just go play bully ball ball and 51 yard touchdown game over Mm -hmm. that. My hope is that that is what we build on. Not all the other stuff that we talked about. That's concerning for me. My hope is that that sequence of events, which was really the first time all year, we've seen all three phases play complimentary football in a sequence of events. My hope is that that is the building block that we see going into Wisconsin. If they build off of that moving forward, Vince, then we will see them make the corrections and the changes that need to be made for this team to finally start coming close to his potential because I still don't feel they're playing close, close to their potential. Before we leave, Vince, we do have one more super chat. Christopher Heron, yeah, they got okay. good
2: Okay, yeah, he says, "Uh, when do we stop talking about points left on the board or left off of the board? What needs to change against Wisconsin so that we're not saying that late Saturday afternoon? Execute better." I mean, yeah. I
1: mean not no, no joke. I mean, you go back and listen to our show about the Florida State game. It was missed opportunity. Execute better, especially up front. This game, however, we can't blame it all on the front because they gave Jack Cohn time to hit Brayden Lindsey on a perfect deep ball that should have
2: just put this game away. It should have been in the but, nail in the coffin. Yeah, but it's
1: it's execution. It's it's getting sacked or taking sacks. It's dropping balls. It's not being able to run the ball at all so far this season outside of really a couple plays. I mean, they really have not run the ball effectively. We're, like, excited in this game about, like, seven, like, oh, a really nice run by Chris Tyreek. Went for seven yards, you know? Uh, so I think it's just – it's an execution thing, Christopher. Right. And, and yeah, we we need to talk about that until it changes. Because, as I said, 41 series that you've crossed – you know, you've had – you've only – you've had nine touchdowns in those 41 series uh, of on plays where you've gotten into opponent territory. Now, they've had some – like they had three touchdowns on Saturday that were out – that were, you weren't in opponent territory, right? Or uh, two. Two. Two touchdowns. You had the 62 yarder and the 51 yarder, right? The 39 yarder was obviously in there. So to me, that is uh that that's a that's a pro now. If they can combine the big playability saw on Saturday with more efficient play, especially in the cross midfield, then we're gonna see this team take off because they're not far away. I mean, that's the that's Agreed. the frustrating thing that's for the me. Super they're, not frustrating part. Part. Yeah. they're not just play cl- like again, all the offensive line has to do is just be okay, just be solid. That's it. Yeah. If you're just solid, this offense is going to take off, even with the issues of receiver. Because if Tommy Reese has an offensive line that just can do their job, just an okay manner, there's things he can do to protect the receivers who can't get off press. A lot he can do. It's just, but when you don't have a line that you think can can protect your quarterback for basically intermediate routes, there's not a lot you can do. Line's got to play better. Quarterback's got to make some better decisions and they just got to finish. I mean, because Christopher's absolutely right, Vince. It's, they're leaving way too many points out there. But that's also the thing that kind of has me excited, Vince, because it's not like they can't move the ball. Yeah, they didn't move it great against Purdue, but it's not like they're not moving the ball. It's not like they can't do anything. I mean, they're moving the ball. They We talked about last week. They should have had almost 50 points last week. Agreed. You know, this week, they should have had over 40 this week. Well, eventually, eventually some of those things hit, right? I mean, eventually some of those plays get made, and that's when it's going to take off. So hopefully that's this week. Cause I, mm-hmm. I'd be really, really frustrated if, <laughs> if, um, yeah. And can we can we address something, Vince? Because this is really firing me up right now. Sid Irish says this year feels like 2016 to me. This team is just holding on by a thread. The losses are coming. We all see it. No, we don't. Stop don't, with this. No. You're look. You've you've been you've been. You're. I, I get it. You don't like Brian Kelly. I totally understand. But it's like every time something doesn't go right, you just just use it to just grab onto it. Look, Sid, this is nothing like 2016 because in 2016, they'd be 0-3 right now. They were 0-3 right You know, they were one and three, one and two. They beat Nevada. Woo-hoo! Beat Nevada. They had just they had lost to a Texas team that had a losing record, and they had lost to a three and nine Michigan State team by this point. Or no, a four and eight Duke team by this point in the season. Okay. This is not 2016. They're not just holding bond by a thread. They are thoroughly outplaying teams and letting them stay in the game. That's not like it was in 2016. Also, this defense is starting to play really good football, not like the 2016 defense. Okay, right. so just, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from and we can we can be critical and, and we're going to always do that at Irish Breakdown. But when we do stuff like this, it's not helpful because it's A, not accurate, and B, it's just like trying to take digs. This team is nothing like 2016. Because in 2016, Jack Co- the quarterback doesn't lead them down on a game-winning touchdown against Toledo. In 2016, they go to overtime on the road in the opener and what happened? Texas had all the momentum in the fourth quarter. Went into overtime, Texas won the game. This year, they won Notre Dame won the game, right? In 2016, they played an inferior opponent, take Duke, right? Remember that game? Notre Dame has the lead, they blow the lead. And what is what happens in the game? Notre Dame can't get it done against Toledo. Notre Dame got it done, right? And here is the thing: look around college football. Notre Dame is not alone among top teams that are having a hard time right now. Clemson scored fourteen freaking points against Georgia Tech, who stinks. Yes, they stink, right? Oklahoma barely beat Tul- Tulane. They almost they they beat Nebraska by a touchdown. Nebraska is garbage Ohio State was in a competitive game in the fourth quarter against Tulsa, Tulsa. who lost yeah. to UC Davis whose entire defense either went to the NFL or transferred to Missouri okay <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> right. They did. that's right that's no joke right oh, that's great. Notre Dame is not alone Ohio State lost to Oregon at home last week to Oregon struggled against Minnesota right Notre Dame is not alone there's like three teams right now playing at a really high level in my opinion I think that uh, well, four. I think Alabama. You know, they had a nice one on the road against Florida, but they blew a twenty-one to three lead, and almost and Florida had the ball with a chance to tie at the end of the game. Uh, and Nick Saban did not look like a happy camper after the Mercer game. I think Georgia's playing good football right now, but then I say, well, they they played Clemson sort of the kind of the way that Georgia Tech played Clemson. So is Georgia really that good? And they haven't played anybody since then. I think Penn State has two really good wins on their schedule. I agree, two really good wins. And and they 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 out. I mean, Auburn came to play yesterday, Mm -hmm. and Penn State just outplayed Auburn. Played well. I I was actually impressed with Auburn when your coaching staff. Penn State just outplayed them. Yeah. Yeah. And Iowa. Iowa's playing good football right now. Now, I still think their offense is going to cause them some problems. But there's a whole lot of teams that are like, (laughs) you know, feeling the same way about their teams that we are about Notre Dame. Okay. And we said this summer, this is going to be one of those years. I've I've been saying it for months. This is going to be one of those weird years. You say, everybody's like, oh, Alabama's unbeatable. And and our our, our guy, Ladarius Martin, who's a who's our Alabama fan, is in the chat. I'd be willing to ask him, if this Alabama team played last year's Alabama team, by how many touchdowns does this Alabama team lose by? There are no great teams in college football this year. That's also partly why I'm so freaking frustrated with Notre Dame right now because – this would
2: be such an opportunity yes, for them. Yes, yeah. if
1: they just had a competent offensive line, Notre Dame has an opportunity. And, and and he said this, he goes, Alabama hasn't looked good since week one. And now, how does that win over Miami look in context? Because Michigan State just went on the road down to Miami and curb stomped Miami. Yeah, they Michigan did. Michigan State. You know, so so folks, this is, a, this is a weird year. There's a lot of teams that are not looking great right now. Clemson, I wouldn't – People laughed at me two weeks ago when I said I'd rather be where Notre Dame is right now than Clemson. They're not laughing now, right? Yep. So uh, for me, Vince, it, you're still winning. They're winning, right? 2016, they didn't win. This team is winning. This team came out and responded to a bad week last week and played hard and played with fire and beat a two and, a two and one Purdue team who I think is going to go to a bowl game convincingly by two touchdowns yeah right put that game way in the fourth quarter so yeah there's stuff to clean up but this is a, this is a team that there's a lot of people that would love to trade places with Notre Dame right now okay so let's yeah, pump no the doubt. brakes on using everything that goes and, wrong as a chance yeah. to just take a shot at Brian Kelly and let I, me also I say
2: it. I just want to put this to bed as mm-hmm. well I don't give a crap where Notre Dame is ranked in the AP right now. People are all worried that they, they didn't move. They're still at 12. And they're they're still two weeks away from and polls matter. And there's teams that have one loss that are ahead of Notre Dame. Who cares? It right. doesn't matter. Right. Notre Dame takes care of their business, they're going to be just fine. R-
1: remember when the AP and the coaches poll had BYU ranked super high last year? Right. And what happened when the when the, the playoff poll came out? <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. matter. You're absolutely And right. here's
1: the other thing, too, is, is – it where they where they're ranked right now doesn't matter. They could be ranked second for all I care. But if right. you don't go handle business against Wisconsin and Cincinnati, it still doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right? Right. Survive in advance. That's where Notre Dame is. Because if Cincinnati come
2: in ranked higher than Notre Dame.
1: Great. Yeah, because they great. don't play they don't play this week, right? right. They gotta buy.
2: So. And they're four spots right. ahead of Notre Dame. So if Notre yeah. Dame beats Wisconsin, it's gonna be like an eight nine matchup. Okay. Right.
1: You right. know, That's, or seven-eight matchup,
2: depending on if there's some teams
1: catch L's this weekend. So again, right. we're frustrated, we're gonna be critical, but but and there's things got to get cleaned up and they're gonna start catching L's here if they don't improve. Okay. So we're we're with you on that. Yes. But let's have that conversation and let's talk about those things without trying to turn it into shots. Oh, this is no different than 2016. This is way different than 2016. So, uh, any, anyway, that, that's, that, that's kind of our, our soap boxes on that. Yeah. I, I want this show to be a place where, where, where people that, that are just the blind loyalists want to be comfortable. I want this to be a place where people who tend to be negative are comfortable but I also want it to be constructive conversation and, and like rational conversation. And Sid Irish, we love you, man. You've been on our channel for months. Since I It's I, day one. It's just, but but we've got to be. This channel is better than that, and you're better than that. And and you know that's my thing is is we need to we need to be able to say, hey, look, this isn't okay. This needs to change. We can talk about some of the big picture problems that 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 exist with Brian Kelly that are leading them to where they are. His decision to not fire Jeff Quinn or to hire Jeff Quinn and all those type of things. But when we get into the, like the little petty things, Oh, this is like 2016. The losses are coming maybe, but you know, let's, let's have a more constructive conversation. So anyway, that, that scolding is over and I apologize. It <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely sounded too much like a scolding than I wanted it to be. <laughs> uh, truly you're, you're a grown freaking man and I'm not trying to scold you. It's just, I want us to it be able to have
2: yeah it's frustrating. I
1: want us to be able to have these critical conversations and it not turn into that. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But, sure. but we 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 love you and and I, but I get your frustration too cuz we all know this team should be better than this right now. That that's the thing. But they're 3-0, right? And we're going to find out this weekend just just you know look this is where Brian Kelly's going to make or break it, you know what I'm saying? So um Absolutely. we got one less one less super chat Bronx indie fan is no longer mad at me for my hotel uh, <laughs> comments week, so I appreciate you. Uh, uh, says, preach, Coach Driscoll. I agree. Give me W's and in incremental improvements every week. I don't care about style points. Not yet. I don't care about style points yet. i also care more about style points when we get in October, November. Right now, it's just get those W's and make those corrections. At the same time, they they got to make those corrections quick, Vince, because as you and I said in last night's show,
2: it gets real. Now, yeah.
1: <laughs> right? The preseason is over. <laughs> it's real I, now. I just right?
2: want—I—I—I I, I cannot even tell you how much I want Notre Dame to win so that I have a peaceful drive home in my own head. <laughs> That's, That's it. it, because I will—I will be, I will be so will in be my so own head. By the time he gets home from Wisconsin or the
1: Chicago <laughs> on Saturday, if they lose, I will be. So I, may in my own to, head. I may have to give you a couple, like um,
2: I don't know, a couple couple pills to help you calm down before. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I don't do well driving by myself when I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So
1: anyway, so that's going to do it for today's show. Vince, you'll be back tomorrow. We're actually going to have a little bit of a, uh, of a changeup tomorrow. It's going to be Vince and Sean uh, Davis tomorrow. Oh, okay. Tomorrow's show. So uh, I thought they did a great job a couple weeks ago on that Monday show. And, uh, Vince had told me at the time, I'd like to do more shows with Sean. So your wish is my command. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, so we'll do that. But then of course Monday we'll have our Brian Kelly recap plus our sort of look around college football, which we kind of did a little bit tonight. Uh, but it was a wild weekend, really wild. Like, how do you go out and beat LSU if you're UCLA and then lose to Fresno? You know, but anyway, it's a crazy weekend of college football. They'll talk about that. Tuesday, we will do our uh, we'll start our breakdowns of the Wisconsin game. We will do our stacking up of the Notre Dame offense against the Wisconsin defense. Wednesday, we'll do the opposite of our stacking up. Thursday game prediction and Friday, mailbag. So busy week this week. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a fun week. And uh, yeah, and then it's Notre Dame, Wisconsin. And field, The thanks. Shamrock game. It's where the rubber meets the road, baby. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, so hey, thank you all so much for joining us. Vince, thanks for joining me tonight. Hope everybody has a great week. Make sure you are are locked into irishbreakdown.com. If you have not signed up for our message board, you're missing out. Please do so. And, of course, hit the like button. Hit the subscription button. Smash the subscription button is what they say on YouTube, apparently. And hit that notification bell. So that's what the kids say. So all the kids (laughs) say. Did I tell you I I went and saw one of my little cousins. He's like five, and I haven't seen him since he was like two. When I was down in uh for the force game. So my cousin Brianna and her was there. She let me stay with them that Friday night, and then I drove to Tallahassee on Saturday. And her little son Zeus uh was there and he you know he's a sweet little boy, but when he found out he called me he called me a you are you a YouTuber? Uh I don't know what that means, but so, he, so apparently <laughs> the like your yes. kids think it's that they have all this lingo for it. So anyway, that was pretty oh, funny yeah. story. The but anyway, we're getting out of here. Everybody have a great rest of your night. We will can't wait to see y'all. Well, Vince can't wait to see y'all Monday, tomorrow, and I can't wait to see y'all on Tuesday. So for Vince, I'm Brian. Have a great rest of your night. And again, remember, Notre Dame is 3-0. Yeah. It's, it's going to be all good, okay? We'll talk to y'all very, very soon.